and we are here. We're here. Let's let's go ahead. Let's speed right into this. Come on, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> so I'm Demetrius. And I'm Demetrius. And Meach Meach presents the Blurred City Podcast. All right. So we are here with episode uh, four of Ahsoka Fallen Jedi. Uh, this was a wild episode. So with that, let's get into it. Legal Spiegel. Purpose of this podcast is to explore digital and print media. All sources we reference are owned by the respective companies, Dave Filoni, and our thoughts and opinions are strictly our own greatness and reflect no biases of corporate agendas whatsoever. This is heat. Uh, your discretion is surely advised. All right. So day this podcast drops, uh, it's obviously 9-11. So first of all, we just really want to give respect to, you know, victims of that. Um, just a lot of people that lost family members, lost loved ones and friends. So I uh, just want to take a moment of silence or just like, respect that and then jumping back into it um meach with that we can just go get into the postal people okay this this is it this was the episode uh from the postal people everybody everybody fully agrees that uh that they was cooking they was cooking absolute uh an absolute platter, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yes. People were in in love with this episode. I've seen reactions to this episode. Folks is crying. Folks is uh, folks is having a darn near heart attacks. And and as and then a certain uh sort of the Jedi, she's she was literally in in absolute uh tears and speechless. So all I gotta say is uh, th- this was it. Yes, and we will have you on soon. There is this. Our schedules are crazy. Like. Yeah, so the pulse of the people, we definitely want to just like, man, it was a crazy episode, so we can really dive right into it and get to the breakdown of it. So we're getting into spoilers for episode four of Ahsoka. So you want to kick us off? Oh, yes, because uh, we we first need to start uh, talking about like how Ahsoka and Sabine, they're pretty much just on the bridge of the ship, the bridge of the ship, and Ahsoka's pretty much like, essentially thinking about like reaching Thrawn and she's starting to have doubts like okay if we reach uh like if we reach Thrawn like there may not be a chance that we can find Ezra there may be a time when like we have to choose whether to leave Ezra behind in order to ensure that Thrawn doesn't get back Mm -hmm. and and it's it's just it's causing uh Sabine to have some to feel some type of way because hey that's her man's so uh so it's like w- what's the deal and but one of the things i really do like is just how it's just like you see the dynamic and you see like them come to a head it's kind of like i like when things are pushed to the table i have to be the one to to like make those hard choices and like that was paraphrasing what soka said and essentially like that's and spoiler alert, that's going to be the crux of what happens this episode. Yes. Yeah, so with that, we see that, one, they're still stuck on um, that planet that they were in uh, last week. And then on the opposite side, we see Hera. Uh, she's trying to, you know, get a fleet. Well, she's not trying to. She has a fleet together. She still doesn't have, like, official authorization about to occur. But she's like, no fam, I'm leaving. And we see our boy, the uh, the pilot. I can't remember his name directly, uh, if you recall captain carson teva yes so with that if you've seen the mandalorian we've seen him multiple times with that so he's along for the ride and they essentially go into just kind of following uh where ahsoka's stress well the stress signal that they're trying to get out um and travel 
to there to kind of stop this. So then moving forward, uh, just, you know, a few things where we see Mar- Morgana or just Morgan. Morgan. Morgan, she's like, yo, go find them, stall them. It's time to go make preparations. And just with that, Balin is like stoically, <laughs> again, looking into the forest. So we get a moment of Rock'em Sock'em Robots. And Wang Yang, or Wang, really has, he throws hands. I was surprised. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, listen, you can't be out here teaching the Jedi and you soft. Uh, what you, what you <laughs> think this was? Yeah. So if you want to go ahead with uh, the action scene of it. Oh, yeah, so we got that, like, because, you know, Hawaii, he's fighting some HK droids. Uh, again, Old Republic, come at me. And then then you have Ahsoka and then Sabine coming in with the with the team-up specials. Like, like you know, Sabine using her robes and her, her guns, mm-hmm. I mean, blasters, and then Ahsoka just out here using the Force, using her lightsabers, absolute queens. And then... And then you have both of them just run off into the woods in order to get to Balin or to stop everything. And Huyang gives a very specific uh, uh, piece of advice, which is don't split up. Y'all work better together. Mm-hmm. And, and now I'm just here like in my horror bag. I'm like, listen, if you if you uh listen, you split up in a horror movie like it's it's raps for y'all. Uh and then, of course, like they run, and then they end up running into, uh, baby girl Sheen and Marek. So yeah, they kind of just like pair off. Um, Sabine is like, "Yo, I gotta get my one-on-one get back with Sabine," <laughs> and now I, I like my back. full gear. <laughs> she has her full gear. She took up the blaster stance. <laughs> if you play uh, Jedi Survivor, so with that, uh, they kind of go at it, and then with Merrick, that entire scene and fight with Ahsoka, uh, he he gets clapped, and I was surprised, and he was nothing but you know a spirit. <laughs> the Holy Ghost, and we both just finished watching The Nun too, so we're kind of in tune with what's going on there. Like, when I saw that, I was like, oh, 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 so he's just a, a night sister zombie. Yeah. If you've seen, uh, if you played Jedi Fallen Order on Dathomir, you know exactly <laughs> what you're going up against. And that is the ultimate way to subvert expectations. Uh, and of course, uh, of course, baby girl Sabine and she's fighting baby girl Sheen and and they're both clashing at it with lightsabers. But then they immediately forget what uh they immediately forget what Huang says because he's like, "Hey, I got this. I got mm-hmm. this. Let me run my ones. You go to go to Balin, get the map back." I was like, "Bruh." <laughs> but but yeah, so they so yeah, Ahsoka she gets into the fight. Also, one thing to note. She only uses one lightsaber for this entire episode. Uh, Didn't she like switch it for part of it? Like she started with two against Merrick and then all of a sudden it was just like one for some nope, reason. Nope. She was only using one the entire episode. Okay. Okay. But, but yeah, she goes and she meets up with Balin who ends up is like, Hey, you know, Anakin talked a lot about you, you know, you know what I'm saying? You know, it's, this is all about power. You know, this is all all about you know it is what it is you know just go ahead and let let this happen and and ahsoka was not about that she's like run my ones boy uh, <laughs> let me show you why i am why why this show is named after me and <laughs> unfortunately uh that doesn't happen yeah at, at all she gets washed 
That was actually surprising. I mean, like, again, for some reason, she's been using two the entire time. And then today she just decides to use one. Uh, so with that, she does, she is able to kind of just like take the map out of the essentially computer system with that. And it's like definitely a kickback kind of like fries her hand essentially. And like with that, they needed it there because it was mapping the final coordinates for it. Uh, so she manages to take it out. She's doing her job. And then uh, we see Shin comes first and she's like, uh, obviously Soka, who has seen her Jedi late or yeah, not Jedi, her Padawan laid up in a hospital bed, you know, because she lost to that person before. And then she's like, oh, she immediately thinks she lost. So then she hits her with the, the force. I thought she was using the dark side at first. How oh, no, she 100% was using the dark side in that moment. That was, that was a straight up force choke. He okay. had Shin leaking. <laughs> okay, so she used, yeah, she like tossed her. Um, and then we see Sabine comes and then, um, huh, I'm gonna hold off my comments because I know if I go too crazy about Sabine, then um, the sword of the Jedi is gonna donut me. So with that- uh, Go into it, boy, just, just do it, <laughs> okay. do it. So she has the option to destroy the star system, well, the map essentially, which will, prevent them for at the moment um holding well accessing where they think that thrawn is again all of this is just theoretical like we don't know if ezra well we know ezra isn't Merrick, but uh we don't know if ezra is with thrawn we don't know if any of them are alive or like if a purgle will eat them or not so again it's all guesstimations <laughs> and with that so but uh ahsoka who's n near the edge and was like barely holding off Balin and had that she told her to destroy Sabine to destroy the map. She didn't because again, Ezra Bay is in a different galaxy. You got to find him. And then uh, with that Ahsoka, well, she's like either, you know, let Ahsoka go or I'll destroy it. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to just toss her off. <laughs> like, get knocked off this uh, cliff. I was, I was shook of. So knocks her off. And then he just like, Talk no juices here. Yeah. <laughs> giving it up. <laughs> yes. He's like, listen, hey, 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 listen, listen, listen. And he also uses like some Jedi mind tricks as well. It's like, hey, hey, listen, listen. I yeah. I know you want you want to see your see your mans again. I mm -hmm. I know what you and I know what you what trying to do, you know? We 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 in it for the same goal, you know? We mm -hmm. both in search of something that's lost out there. How about you give this over? I reunite you with your mans, and then we do what we want. Mm -hmm. Agreed? And, of course, Sabine, clouded by love, uh, gives it yes. over, and then immediately gets force-choked by Shein. Yeah. <laughs> this, and was force, like... this was a force-choke off. <laughs> and immediately, he was like, yo, you gotta chill. I, I gave her my word. I'm like, unlike her former master, which was a wild bar. So, kind of with that, uh, they take Morgana up, and well, they take her to Morgan and yeah, Hera comes and you're like, oh man, this is going to be so cool. They're going to kind of stop them before they uh, jump into hyperspace. And literally when she was like, just ignore them, I was like, oh, oh, it's like that. So Small. I'll get into what I I'll get into what I want to say later in the predictions, but I'll let you handle this part that everyone is talking about. <laughs> okay. So sorry, sorry, we cooking, we cooking. All right, so what happened is okay, so so they so Morgan and them they they enter hyperspace. Hera, she's basically left out in space right now because uh because of the force of that uh 
of that energy. And then it cuts to the cliff and the cliff that Ahsoka fell off to, which yes. then transitions into the ocean, which transitions into her waking up in the world between worlds. Yes, the ultimate MacGuffin from Rebels decided to make its return, the ultimate realm. And then while she's just exploring, she she hears a, a small voice. Hello, Snips. And and everybody, that's when we all lost our collective minds because like, <laughs> is is it is it him? Is it is it who I think it is? And we turn around, it is him. It's my dad. <laughs> it's Anakin Skywalker. Hayden Christensen in his Revenge of the Sith fit out here cooking. Ahsoka is speechless. The world is speechless. Shooker. I'm shook it. I'm in tears. Sort of the Jedi's in tears. Oh, wait. I know you heard it too at the very end. I was getting there. There we go. But before I do, I have to say, when I was looking at his design, I noticed something on his uh on his belt. Uh-oh. His his lightsaber. Uh-oh. It wasn't the Skywalker saber. <laughs> it wasn't Youngling Slayer 9000. It was the Vader saber. Oh, God. It was the Vader hilt. And then when the episode ends, it ends with the Imperial March. Damn. Fuck. Dude, I, I I keep, like, the um the subtitles on because, like, I need to, like, see some of the things when I'm writing it down, just, like, for locations and stuff like that. And then, like, once he got to that, I was like, oh, man, Anakin is back. And then it hit that Vader theme. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that they're in their bag right now. Like, I know last week I said that they would kind of quote unquote lose, uh, but like, I didn't think they would take like that big of an L just because it's the mid. They took, they took an L everybody because you know Hera is also going to be in trouble when she has to get back. But yeah, so with that, it, look, what other takeaways do you have uh, before we transition? Besides the fact that they in their bag. Folks is cooking. Um, I need, I need this episode. Need the next episode yesterday. Um, also, is a small blink and you miss it. Where in Hera's ship, like right before she sits down, you see a picture of Kanan on the dashboard, a picture of her hubby, R.I.P. But but let's 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 move on before I. Oh, speaking of, since we have this as a running joke on our show, man, the amount of hair or something that I, I see online is wild. So much. So much. But, yeah, just, yeah. I don't need to confirm nor deny any, <laughs> any statements. I can't say anything, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> I won't say anything either. So we, so we don't get forced choked. But with that, uh, let's get, so I have an interesting MVP of the week, but we can either call it the MVP or the op of the week, depending on which way you want to go. Well, uh, let's just say uh, none none of our main characters are MVPs. I accept that right now. Um, <laughs> right. I, I'll okay. Uh, here here's the MVP slash op of the week for me goes to Balin. I because mm -hmm. this man was able to yes yes handle Ahsoka. Give her the beats. Hey, dog and then immediately afterwards, able to talk no jutsu Sabine into submission. Mm -mm. He he completed his objective. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like he completed his mission. 
He did exactly what he was set out to do, and he did it. Mm. That that's I mean, what more can I say? He he set out what he accomplished. Yeah, so my op of the week has to be Balin. Um not only that, but like he gave the quote that I remember you quoting when we first did our our first ever reconstruction, well, deconstruction, reconstruction. One must destroy in order to create. And I immediately thought of you. Before creation comes destruction. <laughs> Shout out to Lord Beers. So I was literally like, because uh, when I was thinking of MVP, I was like, you know, everybody's took an L. And I was like, Balin did literally, like you mentioned, everything he was supposed to do. Like he stopped, he slowed down Ahsoka. He got the coordinates to it. Uh, he destroyed the map after he defeated Ahsoka. And then he recruited an op. <laughs> there's, there's nothing else. <laughs> that was my checklist. Yep. I mean, hey, listen, RP Ray Stevenson, but you you did your thing, my guy. Man, it's actually crazy because I um I watched RRR on Whips All On and then just like remembering that he is in that movie and he plays such an incredible villain. So it definitely sucks that he uh, passed away. But man, that was a powerful performance because not only just uh, that entire episode and then like his performance kind of amplified it. The episode, like a lot happened, but it was quiet in a sense where it was just like thoughtful and like it was a slow burn and then it got intense and like in those quiet moments, he was able to talk and his words had so much weight to it, which was absolutely incredible. So he has to be MVP slash op of the week. So with that, we get into questions. Here we go. I have a million and a half of them right now. Mm-hmm. Question number one. Yeah. It's actually going to start off small and then I'm starting getting bigger, right? We're going to start off with Merrick. Morocco, uh-huh. right? <laughs> First question is, uh, considering the fact that he's basically a resurrected night night stalker slash night mm-hmm. zombie, right? What are the chances that we get to see more? Because we're more than magic, and how many? Exactly, exactly. So, so that's that's my first question. Question number two is: throughout this entire thing, we've seen the distinction in Sheen and Balin's lightsaber colors being orange whereas Maroc is using the standard red mm-hmm. at what point are we gonna either see them fully bleed the crystal red or them turn from the dark or just keep it orange mm. what what's gonna happen with their sabers then and their saber color slash alignment at the end right number three what is Balin's end goal Yes, that was one of my questions. Because because at this point, like we all we know is that he's looking for power and and looking for power through getting to Grand Admiral Thrawn. What's mm-hmm. his end game? What's his his objective? What's his goal? How does Shin factor into it? Is Shin going to basically usurp him? No rule of two style. Where the apprentice overtakes the master, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Is it, or is it going to be a case where Balin just straight up off Shin because baby girl, she's going to either uh, turn or she's going to go off the deep end? Um, mm. what, what's going to happen there? And then finally, the biggest question of them all, which is in the world between worlds. Annie? Annie? Are you okay? <laughs> I don't know. Annie, are you okay? Because, uh, because essentially, like with this, Endless possibilities. Like, why is... Because uh, the last time we see Anakin, like, 
as a force ghost was in return of the jedi and he was in like some white in his like white robes right but when we when he appears here he appears in his revenge of the sith outfit and the fact that he has the vader saber on his hilt and we got that musical stinger is, <laughs> is he okay is is he is he is he on the level or is he about to pop off king I, I can definitely see it that way. Um, for one thing, I guess, for people that haven't watched Rebels, can you explain the world between worlds for them? Okay, so the world between worlds is essentially kind of like in a realm outside of time and space where the Force basically connects literally everything. And it connects everything from, like, the present, the past, and the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, initially, you could only access it through a... Through a certain through a temple, through a certain Jedi temple that was on the planet Lothal, which Thrawn ended up taking and is currently on his ship, which was the ship that he was on when he uh when he disappeared, right? Impressive. So and but the whole thing about the world between worlds is that it's kind it's kind of like introducing time travel, but not really where uh, like you can affect things that happen because like you walk around on different paths and you see portals of mm-hmm. different events that happen and in the case of Ezra he can pull like he was the one who saved Ahsoka because he pulls her literally outside of outside outside into the world between worlds which is right. how she gained a connection to it which again that also brings up another question how did she end up in the world between worlds in the first place that's true. Did she accidentally or did Anakin, you know, yank like, her in? Did Anakin pull her in like like Ezra did before because she was going to die again? Right. Or because another way you could get in is through Sith alchemy, mm-hmm. which Sidious tried to do, but was disrupted and failed. Thank the Lord, because uh, that would have been, been over. It would have been wraps for everything. <laughs> Uh, but but yeah, that's basically explanation of world between worlds. All right. So my question goes to the morality test. But do you save your friend or do you save the galaxy? Um, because when I get to predictions and stuff, well, I'll just say it now. Sabine might be the reason that the uh, first order exists. <laughs> uh, that could quite possibly be the reason. So not only did she uh, get her home destroyed, she might have possibly be the reason for episode seven, eight, and nine. <laughs> because she, like, if Thrawn comes back, I, like, we know the, for- again, I kind of hate that. One thing I love about Star Wars is that it's able to tell so many stories, even though there are set points, but at the same time, there are set points. So we do know that at some point, First Order rises, uh, Kylo Ren, yada, yada, yada. We don't have to get too far into that. But if Thrawn is predicting the Kickstarter to all of this, then potentially she unintentionally caused this. And we also don't see Ezra in in those movies. So what does that mean? Well, to be fair, we don't see anybody. Um, This is true. (laughs) I'm just saying. uh, but, But yeah, it's like that. Oh, Sabine, you you kind of yeah, you kind of should kept the long hair. <laughs> Again, long hair, Sabine. She she was doing just fine. You know what I'm saying? She, she, was doing, she was doing okay. She was doing all right in my book. But then then you got uh, infected. Uh, but also another thing that uh, 
Oh, you know what? That goes into predictions. That goes with predictions. All right, we can transition there. I don't have any other questions. All right, cool. So in predictions, because I got, again, I also got a few million. So in the fight between her and Shin, you see her attempt to use the force. Ooh. With Shin saying, you have no power. Uh, Prediction alert. She gonna get that power. Oh, dear. So that's number one. Um, so, and oh, quick, I did write that down. In that scene, did um, did Shin like reflect reflexively react to her throwing her hand out, or what? Because like when I first saw it, I thought it was like, oh, did she like do like a mini push of the force? And then and when I like when uh Shin was like, you don't have power. I was like, oh, maybe she just reflexively reacted to it. See, that's how I took it. I thought it was like, oh, like she thought she was about to get force pushed mm. and then realized, oh, wait, hold on. You regular. <laughs> you regular. Get wrecked, scrub. Uh, yeah. So that's one. Um, Number two is basically it's basically predicting Anakin. Right. And what I'm thinking is that he essentially took up the role of the far of the father in the Mortis arc. Um, for, for those of you who don't remember what the Mortis arc is, um, the Mortis arc was an arc in the Clone Wars, probably one of the most famous arcs. Uh, it, was, it was where we dealt with the father, the son, and the daughter, who are each represent aspects of the Force itself, with the son being the dark side, the daughter being the light side, and the father being the balance between the two. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking Anakin is it's taken up that role as the balance, uh, especially considering the fact that, well, he was Vader for well over 20 years. Yep. And he's, and he was the Jedi and Jedi Knight. I was about to say Jedi master on reflex. I was, nope. Nope. He was Jedi Knight for like 20 plus years. So he does have that balance in him as well. And chosen one, mm-hmm. the most powerful force user. And then also the fact that, that like in going to what you said like oh Anakin was the one who saved Ahsoka it kind of makes sense because in the Mortis arc spoiler alert the daughter aka the light side of the force dies but before she dies she, she ends up transferring her life essence into Ahsoka so essentially you kind of get like a resurrected light side or mm-hmm. a resurrected version of the daughter in Ahsoka and then you got Anakin as the father. Now that begs the question of who the son is. But then again, but then again, the son, if I remember correctly, the son was still. Oh no 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 wait no no wait yeah the son was dead. My bad my bad. Uh, the son did die, but but it was kind of iffy. But yeah, so like that's that's one. So my prediction is that Anakin took up the role of the father, or he's essentially taking up the role that uh like Qui Gon took. Hmm. Like essentially trying to you know guide people, but from the world between worlds. That's I was just gonna say that's interesting that you mentioned the father, the son, and the daughter because doesn't that kind of tie into Abelah? Oh, that a hundred percent where Abelah comes from. So what if instead of uh the uh, dang it not the Ujan the Ujan Bon um what if that's where Thrawn is chilling with Abelah? Well, then it's wraps either way. Uh, <laughs> nobody can, nobody can stop that. Um, unless you quite literally, it's like it's wraps for the galaxy. 
And that's why they had to be in another one. Um, but but if Appalock comes back, and that'd be heat. Um, Next. <laughs> and then another one is essentially how I think Ahsoka is going to like get to where like Thrawn and Sabine and all of them are at. Uh huh. Because remember, they destroyed the map, right? Right. So Hera, Hera and them, they don't know how to get to get there. Right. But remember what I said earlier that one of the ways to get into the world between world was through a Jedi temple mm. and Ron took in his Star Destroyer when mm. then got sent to the other galaxy. Interesting. There's your there's that's how Ahsoka gets there through that Jedi temple. It's like, boop, up, I'm out through here. All right, Thrawn, let's run pockets. So it's essentially like a wormhole or a back door to like where Thrawn is. Yes. Or she, or she could have just literally straight up time traveled there because again, the world between worlds could literally transport you anywhere at any time. Mm-hmm. And then also another big prediction for next week's episode is Corey, we're gonna explore through the world between worlds. I wanna know what moments in Star Wars history are we going to see and see like perhaps in different from a different perspective. Like maybe Anakin reflecting on his uh battle with Obi Wan mm-hmm. in every single instance. I think we might see Padme, honestly. Um like like a memory of it, just to be kind of like his him reflecting on since that was like such a key part to him turning to the well, essentially being manipulated to the dark side. Um, I think we might see that just a flashback, not like um her and her like actually acting but like a flashback of it and then along with like the start of her kind of him and her uh master apprenticeship kind of thing i think we might see that as well yeah definitely definitely but that's all predictions i had all right uh well predictions i thought that thrawn was just gonna like pop up kind of like at the very end of the season because there's no way they're not gonna have a season two of ahsoka but we might see him episode six um, because I think since um, Anakin pulled up in this uh, episode, I think all of episode five is just going to be Anakin, Ahsoka, and then kind of Hera trying to figure out where they are. I don't think we're really going to get a good look of the bad guys that much, just because, you know, with such a big introduction, I think a lot of people are going to want to see that um, reunion. And then I think that those two are strong enough to carry an entire episode if needed. Yeah. And then for a big picture of Star Wars, again, I think Sabine just uh, sold the entire universe, uh, well, galaxy. So <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> Anything else? Uh Oh, yeah. So Ezra, what do you think? Is he going to, is he still on the ship? Is he dead? Is he alive? What? what? Well, um. How much time passed between the end of Rebels and this, do you think? Well, like him getting transported and the start of Ahsoka. Well, let's see. How long did... Hold on. I actually have a have a concrete map of this. Um, Give me like a few seconds. Set a Dutch timeline. All right. So the end of Rebels was about, let's say, one year before the... Before episode four... And then this taking place at least like probably like nine years ap- after episode four. So like 10 years. Oh, geez. Okay. Um, oof. 10 years in the different galaxy. 
now it all makes more sense why they feel so strong about that. So I feel like Thrawn is going to be at the seat of either Abeloth or whatever great power is in the new galaxy. And he's going to like kind of be acquiring them just because, like you said, he is him. Um, I think Ezra won't necessarily be like, you know, um, it's not Dawn or Jane, but the mom from Ant-Man in Quantumania. I feel like we're going to see a something similar, but like not completely. But I feel like he's still... He's either going to be a captive or he's going to be kind of guerrilla tacticking Thrawn because I think Thrawn is still going to be powerful in that new galaxy. Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely could. Uh, just know it just it's just like a matter of figuring out like okay what's going to happen where and like what's and like what is going to happen with Ezra as a result. Like, are we actually going to see him in person or are we just confined to the holiday? I say we see that uh, we see Thrawn first and then we don't see Ezra until episode eight and then we lead into season two with Thrawn coming back to um, the current galaxy and them having to escape or like find Ezra first. And then like we see when they come back, like within season two, Thrawn is like messing things up already and they have to like play catch up. Yeah. 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 I can see that. Yeah, I can definitely see that as part of the plan. All right, cool. So with that, uh, we just wait for episode five to drop. Uh, so kind of with that, we can hit into plugs and get up out of here. Yep. Uh, we got ourselves our our Instagram X, still not used to that, formerly known as Twitter, and Threads account under Blur City Twenty Two. Like, follow, subscribe, hit the notifications. You know, stay up to date when we release episodes. We also have ourselves our YouTube and our uh. And our Patreon under Blurred City Pod, donate a little cheddar. That's where you can give us where give us a little cheddar, and then you can get access to exclusive episodes like the character analysis of the best villain in Naruto, Don't At Me, named a pain. We also have ourselves our our Discord linked in our Instagram page and probably the Threads page as well. Jo- go and join the fine community where you can uh see all the shenanigans we get ourselves into. And then we also have ourselves our uh, our email, blurredcity22 at gmail.com, where you can submit suggestions for other episodes, submit uh, questions for Q&A sessions, submit uh, Geek Out Freakouts, random fan theories, or the like. Or heck, if you just want to send us a strongly worded email about uh, some people's theories, um, then go ahead and do that as well. And then finally, I'm the Rogue Jedi 21 on TikTok. Uh, however long we still got TikTok, and that is me. All right. Um, from my individual author pages, we have um, my Instagram, Mitri underscore dash. That is M-E-T-R-I underscore D-A-S-H. For my X slash Twitter, that is at the mad dash 16. And for us, you can catch us um, on Wednesday for our normal podcast. We are going to do a non to movie review. We are going to get excommunicated because of that review. Um, it's going to be out of pocket. <laughs> I can I can already see it. <laughs> Mitri is looking at me like he's lost. <laughs> Like, like he's not about to go crazy on this either. So <laughs> let's just say that of the body and the blood. <laughs> so, so let's uh, like that. I'll say it's not goodbye forever. Let's just goodbye for now. And that's the Blair City Podcast. See ya in the world between worlds. <laughs>